You guys, we Let did it. We made it. We begin. made it to the titular book. The AskQuest. We're AskQuesters now. You can't use the word tit and ass in the same. TNA. <laughs> Nobody giggle. Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 10, Ass Quest. Chapters prologue through chapter 5. And I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Eli, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. I'm Joey, and I'm an audiobook listener for the first time. First up is corrections, omissions, and announcements. I don't have any corrections. Uh, but I did want to thank Cat Armies for their five-star review and also uh, say thank you to Taylor for sending us a message, but this pertains to the spoiler discussion from our last <sighs> episode, so we're going to cover that in the spoiler section. Stay tuned. I'll get to read your email in five years. It'll be great, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we start, reminder that- oh, I just wanted to say that uh, I didn't have my glasses on, and so when I read it, I thought it said cat anime. <laughs> <laughs> Cat like, Army are you single? <laughs> Cat Army's just as good. All right. Uh so and it's National Cat Day. Meow meow meow. Oh, yes. So reminder that when we last saw Fitz, he had just been brought back to life by Birch and Shade after quote unquote dying and sharing souls with Night Eyes for several days. Shrewd is dead. Ketrican and her unborn child have escaped with the fool and headed to the north. Uh, Patience and Molly think Fitz is dead. Verity is MIA. And Regal is king. Boo. Gross. So first we start out with the prologue. It's called The Unremembered. Uh, so we have, again, uh, as he always graces us at the beginning of books, Future Fitz, who's writing about the pangs of his addiction, uh, and that his writing A History of the Six Duchies is his main way to stave off his addictive thoughts. He also admits that his history is deeply personal at times, which may afford him a way to work through the more traumatic events of his life, though he tends to focus on the pain of them. Uh, we get more mentions of this mysterious boy that helps him, and at one point, the fool. <laughs> Gotta get that in there since he's not yep. the rest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so this future fits is depressing as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty self-deprecating, but uh, future fits makes me sad. I wonder if this was the voice that Robin Hobb was writing to her daughter. Let in oh, letters. No. In. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> It's not very inspiring to send to your college. <laughs> college How do you think Death. he would email? Because I feel like his emails might, because of the ease with which you can like delete stuff and then say it. I wonder if he would be more. He would be more guarded, less, less detailed. No, he would be a dot 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 person. <laughs> It'd be like dot 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 dot, and then a sentence, and then dot 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 dot. It would be one long run on sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, I've but seen that. But what if it's long? Like would he be a YouTuber? Oh, God. Um, that's no. horrifying. He's too much of a sad sack to be YouTubing. Well, he Live could journal. just, like, 
put up a like a, 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 a black wall with like his shadow on the wall. Original flavor. Oh yeah, like his silhouette. <laughs> but what no, does have no, a TikTok no, no, no. though? I wonder. Uh but I bet this boy have a TikTok, and then Fitz is sometimes in it as like the butt of all the jokes. <laughs> I question whether Fitz is competent enough to learn how to use TikTok. <laughs> I'm not sure I am. Actually. What is what is TikTok? I don't even know what, what is, TikTok is. Can we is. talk about what TikTok is? TikTok is the <laughs> spiritual uh, successor to Vine. Oh. It's oh. just like you have you can make longer videos and you can interact with people more. But interact i'm gonna say that fitz has a tumblr mm. yeah i'm with that a live journal a tumblr he just reblogs pictures of he, dogs. yeah he's not with it so it's uh, gonna be yeah, i feel like it's always live journal because he can put the mood in there and then his mood can always be like <laughs> stormy weather <laughs> yeah y'all i remembered i remembered that i had a live journal like a couple years <laughs> ago and it was like Fuck! And I, I found it and deleted it. I was like, "Oh my god, that's embarrassing." All you gotta do. I feel like Fitz has a live journal, but he deletes everything. He deletes them. Consign my thoughts to the fire again. <laughs> Does he put them up and say like, "Delete later"? And then actually, goes through and deletes them. I just want to know what a Fitz selfie looks like. Oh my god. Very it's just, emo. It's just the wolf. Yeah, it's oh, shadows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the wolf. You're right. Okay. The wolf and, and now the he's shadow. Got that, now he's got that sweet, sweet scar running down his face. He's showing that off. He's got some I don't know. He seems kind there. of not a fan of that. He shows pain. <laughs> There's, in, in, I think it's in the first chapter, I like the, we're gonna get there, but I just really like the line where, uh, he says he gave me a, a round glass with a man in it, so you know he's just checking all that out. I don't think he's a panda. Uh, it just it, it's it's it wasn't a mirror at all. It was the selfie cam on Birch's cell phone. <laughs> so, so chapter one is called Grave Birth. Uh, the intro is a summary of how Chalced's society slash economy is based on slaves, but but not the six duchies. They just import their products. Is all. And it recounts the tale that mm-hmm. Burge learned from his Chalcedian grandmother about the woman who died and became a bear after her parents wouldn't allow her to marry the man she loved. And then later on, the bear dug her up and she was reborn uh, and she tried to get with her man, but she was too much of a bear and he rejected her. And it is on this story that Burge had heard from his grandmother <laughs> that he concocted his plan to smuggle uh, Fitz out of the prison. Great yeah. plan. Super <laughs> solid base. Uh, this ch- I want to... Oh, sorry. Uh, no, no. Yeah, We're two cha- two, two paragraphs, and then you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this chapter is like reading a first-person account of being three years old, or I guess maybe like a canine <laughs> of some kind. Heart of the Pack attempts to firmly guide Fitz, teaching him to once again be a man, uh, the way a f- parent firmly teaches a three-year-old to put on pants. Fitz is shown to still suffer from seizures, which is a, a detail I thought we should note. Um, eventually, Shade comes visiting, which lets the reader know that he's still in Buckheap. He's living in the walls. And sometimes Birch leaves on errands. And then uh, sometimes Shade comes visiting again. 
the two older men speak of the current state of affairs and the difficulties in dealing with all the repercussions of what I guess are their failures from the end of the last book. Sometimes Verity tries to skill through fits uh, to let everyone know that he's still alive. Uh, Birch uh, eventually runs out of alcohol and slowly, very slowly, <laughs> this is a very long chapter, Fitz gains more social skills and begins to return to himself. Um, he goes over all of his last actions before his death and eventually uh, begins to wonder what the plan for the future will involve. What were you going to say? This chapter was, it a, was lot. a lot. What were you going to say, <laughs> Ashley? About the bear, the, the lady bear, <laughs> the bear lady. <laughs> and, like, when they say, like, she was still too much of a bear to be with her love and she was rejected, I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, Lots of grunting. She, like, <laughs> Great <laughs> like, if you're... Refusal to wear clothing. Maybe, like, dudes like, aren't into Trying in the corner. her food out of the river <laughs> with a foot. Like, was hibernates. Like, she's Who's hibernating six months of the year. <laughs> Wait, Joey, am I a bear? Uh, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to assume something like Fitz continuing to just, like, chat down on Robbie yeah, and, like, that's what I thought. understand social skills. Licking his own butt. I like the... That kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Running around with no pants, getting stuck in jars of honey. Yeah. Snarling at people. No pants, such a shirt like Winnie the yep. Pooh. I that was another favorite description other than the round glass with the man in it was that the uh, forged one who just Birch was wearing a shirt. No, the, <laughs> Winnie the just, Pooh. Just that Birch and Birch would snarl at him with his eyes. I yes. like that description. Well, Birch is like, it's almost like that show where the guy, the trainer comes in and like retrains your dogs for you because they're nightmares. Like, <laughs> Birch is that guy. He's like in the house. Like, he's like, I am he's... the older one. I am, I am the head of this pack. You will do what I he's tell you. And Fitz Whisperer. Fitz Whisperer. Yes. I like this chapter. It's really fascinating. No, I enjoyed it's it. It's really yeah. different from everything else. It's so slow. Uh, yeah, I, I I like what you said, Eli, about how it is a slower paced chapter. Um, I think because, especially in this section that we read, I think that we as the reader are supposed to really kind of experience how Fitz is dealing with his trauma. Like, so this is the part where it's just, like, everything's numb, right? Like, he's just a reaction, you know, like, he, he just reacts to things at a very baseline animal way. He doesn't examine his needs and wants. He just, like, is hungry or is sleepy or is cold. A couple times, uh, Fitz, he has brushes with his humanity or memories or whatever, and, uh, it's almost presented like a creature or something that he has to chase. And then Night Eyes tells him to run away from it. Well, right. Yeah, Night Eyes is sort of like the like the devil on one shoulder and Birch is like the angel on the other a little bit. And in terms right. of giving advice to, to Fitz. Shade is just like, is he fixed yet? <laughs> is he useful yet? <laughs> no? Okay, I'll be back. Exactly. <laughs> I think the way it's written is pretty interesting as well. Uh Fitz refers to Birch as mm -hmm. heart of the pack for most of the chapter, and then at some point he starts using Birch again. Uh, but because it's Fitz's PO POV, you know, mm -hmm. 
he doesn't make mm-hmm. anything of it. And so you're seeing all of these great reactions from Burrich uh, to Fitz slowly coming back to himself. I do really like the part where Verity is trying to get through to him. Yeah. And he's just like, drink the brandy. Drink it. Just drink a sip. Do it. Do it, Fitz. Tell them I'm alive. Just say the word. Just say Verity is alive. Verity is alive. That's <laughs> all you have to do, and then I'll leave you alone. There's another part where there's, like, a call and response where Birch is like, say this, and he's just like, say something. Yeah. He's like, say That's it. what I was going to say. He's like, say say something back to me. And he's like, what? Anything. Anything. <laughs> he really is a three-year-old. <laughs> Is this the chapter? No, it's the next chapter where Shade is like, oh, that was real? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the next one. So chapter two is called The Parting. The intro is about how Regal abandoned Buck and Buck Heap to the inept administration of his cousin, Lord Bright, while those left behind, um, including Ketrickin and Shrew's old guard who are in service to Lady Patience, uh, basically are are ruling in spite of him or undermining him or trying to collect power uh, behind his back. But taxation has increased. The people of the six duchies are suffering and the red ship raids and forgings continue. So now that Fitz is a man again, he seeks guidance from Shade. Fitz confirms uh, again that Verity is alive. And when Shade demands he skill to him, uh, Fitz basically like freaks out. It's too much pressure and he runs off. There's a lot of struggle within Fitz in this chapter over whether or not he should resume his old life as a king's man, as an agent of the six duchies. Night Eyes just wants to take everything day by day and be a wolf, which Fitz finds really appealing. Burrich and Shade want to serve Verity, but Fitz is basically traumatized. He's died for his king already, and they want him to do it again. In the end, Fitz chooses vengeance and breaks with Burrich and Shade by just kind of being a huge dick about it. Uh, Burrich opens up to Fitz uh, about his past in an attempt to convey why serving someone like Verity isn't the worst life that you could choose for yourself. But in the end, Fitz rejects it. And Burrich seems to have a bit of a revelation about his own choices uh, as a reaction to Fitz's reaction. So yeah, that's when Shade is like, whoa, what the fuck? You mean Verity was alive and you didn't just say that? And he like dances around (laughs) and Fitz is like, what's going on? (laughs) Like, everybody... (laughs) No. Yeah, Shade starts ch- stamping his feet around and jumping up and down. It's, like, pretty hilarious. Shade is one of those characters that I have a hard time, like, pinning down how old he is. Because he'll be he'll yeah. be described as, like, really old and infirm with, like, age, you know, age marks on his hand. But then he'll be, you'll see him, like, with a basket on his back hiking up and down a mountain. And, you know, he's... You know what he reminds hmm. me of? Like, Grandpa, whatever, the guy in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. Grandpa Joe. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Doc Brown. Like in, Grandpa Joe, Doc Brown. He's in bed forever, and then he gets up and do- dances around. Mm. Yeah, like, oh, God, don't get me started on this. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's wrong with those old people? Because they're they're like, oh, we're so old, we can't contribute in any way, we're bedridden. Oh, the, oh, the bedridden. Like, you guys make your fucking cabbage soup and do all the laundry to try to feed us this nothingness because we can't move and then as soon as he gets a ticket to go to the chocolate factory he's like oh look at me i can dance a fucking jig they're they're fucking freeloaders yes grandpa joe's the only one anyway that's the shade reminds me of as far as his movements go to me shade is doc brown marty it's it's just 
That's There's true. something like he's like he's old, but he's like vital. And crazy hair. And he knows how to ride a bicycle. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'd would if there were a bicycle. There's a lot of dialogue in this chapter between Fitz and uh, and Night Eyes, where they just kind of have philosoph- you know almost philosophical discussions. Where he's like, "This is too hard," and and Night Eyes is like, "Well, just just be a wolf then. It's fine." <laughs> Is yeah. yeah, he's always encouraging him to let go of his obligations. I think it's interesting because I, I in the last book, there was like one of those lines where they talk about how Night Eyes isn't really a normal wolf because he's been too influenced by Fitz. And then like, you know, Fitz, Fitz has more wolfy characteristics because he in turn is influenced by Night Eyes. And I think in this, in this, in these particular scenes where they're in this cabin, um, that there's almost like it's not an equal give and take between the two of them. Like Night Eyes is more dominant until Fitz decides, like, I'm gonna go be Fitz again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it isn't in a way where it's like Night Eyes wants to be dominant. It's just it's just more of like whose personality is influencing the other the most. I also feel like Night Eyes wants to protect Fitz because he was so traumatized by everything in Regal's dungeons, and so every time he gets close to those memories, Night Eyes is like, "No, let's like let's go be a wolf again," because he doesn't want him to hurt that way. Yeah, yeah, and he is the only one that really truly understands how Fitz feels. Because mm-hmm. I was, oh, I was just going to say, like, even though, like, Bur- I think Burrich is one of those like people who can empathize, but like. It, it, maybe he doesn't really truly understand, but he empathizes and he allows Fitz to have his feelings. Shade, though, Shade doesn't get it. No. He's like one of those people where you try to confide. And, no, because... Sh- yeah. Shade is the equivalent of, like, a Marine at this point. Like, he was trained and almost, like, brainwashed to be the servant and to do these things. And that's what Fitz was supposed to also be by being trained to be an assassin, but his path just veered so much that that's not how he came out. <laughs> he came out of different. Different. Um, I was really glad to get more of Burrich's side of the wit to see like what his experience with it was and like how he landed with his feelings that he has. So I enjoyed yeah. seeing that in this chapter. Yeah, his early life is mm-hmm. very It's Fitz-like. almost worse. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of how out of control. Yeah, I mean, it does. it is almost worse, yeah. I wonder if Fitz would have taken more advice from Birch earlier on if he had known where Birch was coming from. Yeah. Probably. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> Birch has to keep it all inside. <laughs> I mean, Birch definitely operates under like a huge umbrella of shame. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I like. I, but I, I want to talk yeah. about that because there is a certain brand of masculinity that really like shame is a key component to their to their self identity. Where it's like all men are animals. You have to work every second of every day to not be an animal. Like you know, like the whole. Like your baser instincts are bad. That you know that kind of attitude. 
Mm-hmm. And then like at the end, when he opens up to Fitz and he tells him something that he's probably never told anyone, maybe even Patience doesn't know. Um, and, you know, we know that Birch is already, is already regretting how people perceive him in his role in this because he talks to Shade and he's like, God, you know, Patience hates me. I wish that wasn't yeah. so. And then Fitz is basically like, look, you know, you just told me all of this, but I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. And then Birch is like, well, goddamn. He's like, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe serving someone else and doing what they tell me and dedicating my life to someone else's needs isn't isn't what I need to do. Maybe I should do something that makes me proud. I don't know. It was a very interesting kind of moment that Fitz doesn't really dwell on. (laughs) Well, Birch definitely dwelled on it. Yeah, and also extremely sober Birch. Yeah. Start drinking, Birch. Jeez. It's frustrating for me in, like, trying to see where Fitz is coming from though, because it's like, I feel like he's just being so selfish and he was really selfish at the end of the last book. And like, I feel like he's continued to be selfish, but that said, like he's been through trauma and he's been through all this stuff. So it's like, really, I should throw him a bone and not be like huh. thinking he's well, throw him a bone. He'd probably appreciate that bone. Yeah. At this point. Um, <laughs> but isn't that what shade says? He's like, wow. He's like, you know, I'm trying to be on your side, but you just treated Birch like shit. Yeah, he's just... Uh, and then it's like, you can I mean, see, I, you can just see Fitz be like, yeah, you're next. Like, it's just so self-destructive. I mean, it's selfish and self-destructive, but I I get it, because he just, like, wants to push everyone away and, you know, be by himself so that, you know, he doesn't have to concern himself with anyone else, and he can just go and, like, do what he needs to do Yeah, for his own, like, traumatic issues because i don't think he can focus on anything until you know he kills regal and feels yeah and he at least he feels that or at least maybe like everything that had led him to this point had been him caring too much about everyone else and what they wanted and needed and he failed right this way if he doesn't have anybody depending on him he can't like get anybody hurt or killed or whatever. Right. And he continually he tortures says, himself with thoughts of Molly and how he failed her and she left him. Well, as right. say, with, yeah. with Molly, like, he says later, you know, it really hurt that she left, but at least she left before, you know, she didn't have to, you know, get involved in my downfall. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is sort of... I mean, he doesn't really expect to re-enter society. I think he just has, like you know, this mission that he's going to go on and he doesn't want to bring everybody else down with him. So he pushes them away instead. And he's obviously dealing with some PTSD. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't been beaten to death. Uh, And we'll obviously, uh, (laughs) we'll we'll see some more of this as we go further on. But uh, this is really, I think, is what's having the biggest effect on this breakdown he's having right now. Right. And and also, yeah. you know, Shade, it, just to punch it home, but we talked about this in our, uh, in the, for the last book, that Shade is like, so you don't want anything that was in your room? Because, and, uh, yeah. and he's like, no. So now it's both Birch and Shade that have been like, you have no life of your, of <laughs> your own. You know, like everything that is you is connected to other people. Well, and I think that's kind of, you know, 
Yeah. yeah. I think, right. But Shade's He's, point is that it's like, this is your duty. This is your family. This is your legacy. But at this point, at least, Fitz really feels like those are burdens. Right. And I think, I don't think he can have, you know, stuff for himself until he deals with this trauma. And, and regals the source. I also just think, you know, continuing to you know, serve everyone else is not making a life for himself. It's true. I mean, I, I think I, during that conversation with Birch at the end where it says like not, not having, not being able to think of anything to say in response doesn't mean you agree. And it's like he understood, mm-hmm. he understood Birch's point, but he still felt like it's not, for whatever his reasoning is, he's not ready or he needs to do all these other things. And he didn't know how to articulate it. I think there was a lot of that, like what felt like being a teenager to me, or at least like the, own, like, you know, like when you're just like an angry, angsty face. It's just, right. And it's, I mean, it's extra angsty when you were beaten to death and then brought back and then immediately <laughs> yeah. told, I mean, it's fair. Yeah, immediately told, <laughs> okay, we'll go do it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So chapter three is the quest. The intro reminds us that the skill is addictive and difficult to control and that too much use can reduce you to a drooling babe because you'll do nothing but skill. So Birch leaves. Fitz convinces Night Eyes of the necessity of his vengeance quest to Tradeford by equating it to porcupines. He's like, I cannot leave this alone, Night Eyes. I understand I am the same about porcupines. (laughs) That's when you're kind of like, there is, it's like, sometimes you think of Night Eyes as like a fully realized other character. And then he says things like that. And he's just like, not. And it's like, oh no, he doesn't really get it. Uh, so Fitz gathers supplies and continues to heal, uh, and he's also plagued by nightmare, nightmares, and he eventually realizes that in the few days that he believes that he's taken to heal and hunt and hang out with Night Eyes, uh, that it's actually been weeks. Uh, and without Birch's encouragement, he has reverted to his wolfy self, and it's been so long that he actually discovers that Birch had returned in the interim and left him supplies in the cabin. So Fitz is redetermined to kill Regal, and so he goes and he cleans up and gathers up what's left of his supplies. Um, and during that, he decides that he should probably try to skill the Verity, which I think is like a really great step for him because when Shade asked him prior, he freaked out and ran into the woods. So he actually he True. actually succeeds <laughs> in letting down his walls and going into the Skill River and like calling to Verity, and Verity and him have a very short conversation. Verity warns that it isn't safe to skill to him because he's being hunted. But still, Fitz now knows that Verity is still alive and he's somewhere in the mountains. So then he makes some elf bark tea to relieve his skill-induced headaches and morosely thinks of Molly. I thought the part, the whole section where he like reverts back into being a wolf and then realizes it is once again like really interesting writing the way she does it because you don't realize it until Fitz realizes it. Yeah, that he's covered in blood and, and that just... he's just like a wild man. Yeah, like yeah. he's been eating he has raw fleas. Meat, like, yeah. He has fleas, okay? He took a bath <laughs> and there were fleas in the water. Right. He had he had a tick. I don't know, I just right on the back of the I head. just really like the way she writes it. My beard is so long. How did my beard get so long? <laughs> where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> where's the where's the round glass with the man in that? I need to see it again. <laughs> 
And then he becomes, you know, like Arya with Achilles. Right. I mean, I, this is one of my favorite yeah. parts where he says, where he says, I would kill Regal. It only seemed fair. He had killed me first. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, most, oh, go ahead. Mostly kill this with just Regal, but he's got to take out the coterie too. Oh, of course. Of course. Fucking will. Fucking will. That's what I listed him as. Yeah, in, the, in the list of characters, I just put fucking Will. I saw. <laughs> well, I mean, he's definitely someone who does has the attitude of, he doesn't care if he lives or dies at this point. Right? Well, he has, like, no plan. He's just like, we'll go kill Regal, then I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think he Well, and he toys with live. the idea of whether he should kill Regal first or go and save Verity. <laughs> say quote unquote say right but he's safe, not but. he it's like he's almost not thinking directly about that it's like you skilled the verity you know that verity has asked you to help him you know that shade and birch care about verity but you want to focus on killing regal because you want to hurt the man that hurt you but yeah. like it's like bloodlust he's just he wants he wants to fucking well, I don't, murder but for good reason like he, yeah i mean he's got he's got reason because you know he killed him first and also i do feel like there is like something to that ptsd thing obviously and i feel like he can't move on and yeah, he's got he, a lot of trauma you know deals with that problem mm-hmm. and that's you know killing regal at the moment because he's not going to feel safe if they're still out there it's interesting that he fought so hard to kick everyone else out of his life um but then, you know, immediately he doesn't have any thought in his head except I'm going to go kill Regal <laughs> and I'm going to throw my life away to do it, you know, without any planning whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it does seem like he thinks he's going on a suicide mission. Yeah, I just don't think he thinks he's going to make it out alive. He's just like, kill Regal, that's all that matters. I like the exchange. He's dead already from- anyway. I like the exchange that he has with Night Eyes about time. He's like, uh-huh. time, no time. Mm-hmm. And I just interrupted warily. Time is a thing that men made up to bother themselves with. You think on it until I'm dizzy. <laughs> Why do you follow these old trails at all? Snuff out a new one that may have some meat at the end on You want, sorry, meat at the end of it. If you want the game, you must stalk it. That is all. You cannot say, to stalk this takes too long. I wish to simply eat. It is all <laughs> one. The stalking is the beginning of the eating. And it's like... He, he, like, Night Eye sees everything as a process. Like, he's, like, really good. He's, like, some sort of savant at, like, project, by breaking down a project into manageable parts. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like he's just really good at setting goals and, like, achieving them. Which is interesting, considering that Fitz is having a really hard time doing that. (laughs) But then he says, why do you chop your life into bits and give the bits names? Hours, days, it is like a rabbit. If I kill a rabbit, I eat a rabbit. When you have a rabbit, you chop it up and call it bones and meat and fur and guts. And so you never have enough. And then Fitz goes, so what should I do, oh wise master? Sassy. (laughs) And and that eyes goes, stop whining about it and just do it so I can sleep. (laughs) It's like... I think that if you, like, we should all write down things that Night Eyes has said as affirmations. We should put them on post-it notes. 
and put them on our mirrors. This is why I made that t-shirt that said self-pity only brings think, more of the Yeah, it's a, a healthier outlook. Mm-hmm. It's a later thing. But it's the same. Like, right. he's the ultimate So is our guru. He is. Nadez is a good life coach. Life coach. Like, he's it's... not really great at explaining how to get to, like, Nirvana, but he has definitely achieved it. <laughs> Just to hunt the rabbits and eat them. That's yeah. all you have to do. That's all you gotta do. Well, it's and like when he was telling him them. to leave his body and he just kept telling him to lay down. He's just, just lay down. Just do it. Just keep doing <laughs> it. Put, they should put night eyes on a side of uh, Nikes. Like the, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. He should open so up while, his own ashram. Well, Fitz is, well, Fitz is <laughs> doing live journal. Book. Night eyes is just doing self-help <laughs> <laughs> Night eyes is definitely... <laughs> The, he definitely has a YouTube. <laughs> and it's yeah, like a high production like YouTube one. YouTube self-help. With drone shots and narration. And like of music. him running across oh game trails and eating rabbits. Yeah. And Get he's gonna rabbits. Be, it's as easy yeah. as this. He's going to be Patreon. best friends with Oprah. There's nothing no else. Yeah. He's what got is, a Patreon set up. He he's give, got tears. <laughs> what does he <laughs> give out as, as like, you know, Patreon gifts? Patreon gifts. Nothing, because like, you need. To- <laughs> yeah. You only need your stuff. He just, he's- <laughs> you just have to go get your own rabbits. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't need to give you gifts. Although, if you give him a lot of money, you can go hunting with him. Apex tier. <laughs> Chapter four is called the River Road. The intro talks about how Buck's trade runs along the river towards the Mountain Kingdom. So Fitz wakes up with a tiny hangover since he tried to drink his molly pain away. And after some final chores and cleanup to prepare for departure, Fitz returns to his cabin and is accosted by forged ones. They call him Dreams Too Loud. Fitz stabs the one that stole his shirt for a Donald Duck look, but runs away in a panic. He hides, and after a long time, Night Eyes is able to convince him that the remaining forged ones have left. Fitz gathers what he can of his supplies, and he and Night Eyes begin the long journey to Tradeford by way of the river road. Along the way, Fitz sees fallow fields and beggars, homeless families, and a general attitude of hardship and violence. It distresses him. They come upon a small town and Fitz decides that he's going to visit. He wants to get information and interact with people. Around this decision, he also realizes that he has lost his pin from Shrewd in his hasty leave takings. And it's kind of an upsetting moment. Fitz takes out all everything he owns and lays it on the side of the road. He looks at everything <laughs> like three times. But then, eventually, he takes it as a symbol of his break from past Fitz. He is new Fitz. Vengeance Fitz. So Fitz heads to the town tavern, (laughs) where he uses the little money that Burge left him to purchase food and drink. He meets a family of minstrels who are charmed by his manners, if unconvinced of his story that he's a traveling scribe. They invite him to stay with them if he agrees to walk with them to the next town. Fitz reluctantly agrees, uh, because he feels obligated, and Night Eyes is annoyed. Very annoyed. Um, I like that he thinks that the pin is going to be in his boot. And I'm like, wouldn't you feel that? <laughs> I know. I but I've lost I lost a ring once that was like just so important to me. And like I I'm like looking in my you look everywhere. You're looking in your shoes, in your pockets, in your hair. It's like, oh my god, where could it be? It's like you look in your car fifteen times and I felt really badly for him in that moment because I've totally felt that just like despair of <laughs> like I'm never gonna get it back. It's gone forever. Like, 
nothing you can yes. do. I like when Fitz complains about the prices yes. of all the food. <laughs> Things are expensive now, young young man. Yeah. Okay, boober. It's like, well, yeah, taxes have gone up. No one has any food. Like, not everyone's out there. But in true fashion, raw. he's burning it all on booze. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do when you're broke and you're feeling down and out? You just go and buy yourself some alcohol. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you know, he bought some for other people, which got him some more. He bought booze for pretty yeah. girls. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah it's been so long since he, like, message. saw a woman. He just decided to stare at her like a creep. Right? I'm like, Fitz, this like is embarrassing. Wolf. Because we're together. <laughs> And twice he got caught staring at her. Twice. Like, the first time wasn't shameful enough. Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't also, work? Like, when people... Yeah. Huh? What, Joey? It didn't work. It that fucking work. did. It did work. It, it worked did work. <laughs> he just didn't intend it to work. <laughs> <laughs> it worked so well. You should... So, next time... Next time, you, you just... Stare at people. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Next time. What? I want to go back to the Forged Ones. So, one, we, again, see Forged Ones attracted to Fitz because he's skilling. Like, the first time he's, you know, he yeah. skills. He talked to Verity. He was able to give strength to Verity. And then, sadly, some fucking Forged Ones were in his backyard. Two, that one Forged One that he killed is... Like in a Donald Duck look, which like all I could think of was like because he was <laughs> being bigger than Fitz, so I'm just like imagining like a large man in a tiny shirt with his willy out. Put some pants on, man. Have some decency. But like, how <laughs> sad for him that he died like that. That was his look when he died. <laughs> if he, if he's he a ghost, himself. that's what he's coming back as. Like, that's a bummer for him. <laughs> 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 was forged <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, um, but so yeah, yeah so they call him dreams too loud dreams his, too loud <laughs> dreams too his loud native american name yeah so that kind of solidifies like na- everything nakey palpatine <laughs> <laughs> sorry robot chicken reference <laughs> well what I, I feel like up until this point, it's just been kind of like speculation that him skilling or that skilling drew in the forged ones. But I feel like this really this is like the deal on that. Theory. Yeah, I feel like this is like definitely in the category of evidence that that. So what do we what do you think that means as a new reader, Joey and Ashley, if they are if they are if the forged ones are attracted to skilling? I don't know what it means. I think it's funny that they could like identify him as the one that skills too loudly. Like how much of that? How much of Fitz can they see as Forge ones when he's skilling? Mm-hmm. Because it's clearly not just like a magnetic kind of draw for them to go in the direction of skilling, but like it seems to be very much like they know it was him. They know it's the him. The veil right? it of their like worldly dream, bonds has went. been shattered. Right. All they see is the skill. So and it's just weird because like he can't see them at all, but they can see him, which that's an unfair advantage. But um yeah, I don't know. I need more input. All they see is the skill. They've shed their mortal bounds. 
I mean, are you worried for Fitz? Like, I remember, I remember when I first read this chapter that I was very like worried that Fitz was not prepared to like be on the road as a witted person with his wolf companion. Like, well, yeah, and he has no discipline about skilling. Like, Verity has told him, "Don't do this." Yep, and he keeps having these moments of weakness where he's feeling lonely, and he's like, "I'm going to skill out," which happens in chapter five. He's got no restraint. Yo, like, if you're not going to be disciplined about it, then you kind of get what's coming to you. So, speaking of chapter five, I didn't do that write-up. Who did it? I did. It was me. Okay, do you want to write, do you want to read it? Please. Are we already done with chapter four? I, is there, is there anything else that you want to cover? No. Oh, I just wanted to say that uh, the Forge ones kind of remind me of the Yuzon Vong from Star Wars, the EU. Okay, wait, wait, whoa, let's go back. So... What about them is the Vong to you? Because the Vong are uh, a techno, like a bionicle techno... They resist the magic. They resist the wit. Oh, you're talking about the force bubbles. That The fact that they're force resistant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Come at me. Wit resist. Yeah. Well, the Vong are... Rachel was... Don't, Rachel don't was trap Rachel in a Star Wars <laughs> She was. Oh my god, she got so hostile so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Back off, Darth Rachel. Speaking of PTSD, right? Jeez. All right. Well, then I guess we don't have anything else for chapter. Well, five. no. Actually, the last point that I had to make was just like in how how afraid Fitz is when these forged ones attack like he is yeah unprepared like unwilling unprepared like just like a normal person would be if confronted by forged people like not a fighter not an yes, assassin. he doesn't just fling himself into it he just runs and hides and stays there for hours and night eyes has to coax him out of his hiding place yeah right yeah, that's lame well, and when this minstrel family asks him to walk with them, he's like very nervous about it and it keeps him up because he's like fuck like i don't want to have to encounter this again which right. i guess is a good segue into chapter five chapter five no no mouth toots rude uh, it's a fitz toots <laughs> so chapter five is called confrontations i'm renaming it blood because there's a lot of blood um the intro is a reminder of the wit and what it is and what it is not. Um, what it is is the ability to understand animals' thoughts and feelings, and what it's not is the ability to just talk to in- random animals that you encounter, like your Snow White or Cinderella or yeah. something. Um, it allows humans to acknowledge their inner beast and the element of humanity within all other animals. So um, Fitz met this minstrel family. He says that he's going to walk to the next town with them. He doesn't really want to. Night Eyes doesn't want him to, but he says he feels obligated to. Why? Who knows? Um, he, they spend the night in the barn before they head out the next day, though. Fitz has trouble sleeping in the barn because he's nervous about the forged ones. Um, he's also lonely, and he toys around with skilling tamale and burrage, oh. um, which ends up leaving or leading to him having some skill dreams, which... We later learn is him skill walking, according to Verity. But he skill dreams, and we see Burrich, and he's making a small leather shoe, and he swears when he hurts himself, and he apologizes for it. And Fitz is like, 
I remember him making a shoe for me, but he never would have apologized for swearing. So my guess, since I'm the one talking right now, is <laughs> Burrich, which I guess when Burrich said he was going to help somebody, Burrich went to Molly and he's making a little shoe for his ba- her baby. Um, fits bebe. his baby. 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 Mm. Um, honey comes down when they're sleeping in the barn and she tries to seduce Fitz. She gets quite fresh with him. She touches his hand and is talking to him in the dark with a whole bunch of other people around, <laughs> which is exactly how oh, I like yeah. to flirt, you know, where everybody everybody can hear everything you're saying. <laughs> um, yes, as Harper Josh points out later. <laughs> right? I know. That was a good zing by him. He's like, I'm blind, but I can got hear that. really well right? now. I'm like, talking. girl, you, know you have no shame. Wolf power. Fitz turns How her away. How do you have she's... to be to approach a dirty random man? He's got wolf <laughs> right. power. He's staring when at her your twice, dad Rachel. and your fucking sister are in the same room, that's <laughs> not okay. <laughs> um, honey. So honey comes down. She flirts. She gets fresh. Fitz Damn. turns her Thirsty. away, saying that he lost someone he cared for and has no room in his heart for another. Uh, Fitz has a nightmare, which is actually him skill walking. And he sees himself as a young boy trapped in a raid. The boy is hiding indoors, but is forced to flee the building when it catches fire. Um, And then we see him actually try to run from the raiders, but they grab him and they slit his throat very gruesomely. And Fitz says that he can, like, feel the blood gushing from him as he's dying. It was very, very gross. Um, Then he is still walking more, and he sees a family being attacked and a man who really has nothing left in him... um, musters up the energy to save his family, his wife and his children, because he doesn't want them to get forged. And he gets this burst of energy and takes down some raiders. And then he dies flat out in the street. Um, suddenly Fitz is skilling with Verity who chastises him for skilling. Verity says it's a danger to both of them. And he demands that he stops the next morning. Fitz sets out with the minstrels. They have a regular day of walking and night eyes is keeping a close distance, uh, kind of walking parallel to them and they decide to camp that evening. Fitz shows off his knowledge of the crossfire sacrifice, and he dabbles in a little <laughs> campfire singing. Mm. You know, uh, well, that's crawling around bad. with honey's emotions. I'm sure. La, 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 uh-huh. la, la, la. <laughs> uh, that's Fitz. Harper Josh. <laughs> jo- Harper Josh asks Fitz to continue further down or further on their journey, but he declines. Josh tells him that solitude will not do him any good, but Fitz still insists that he's going to break uh, ties with them and go on his way. Honey, being the classic insecure woman, can't stand the fact that Fitz won't engage with her and makes a joke about him having a broken penis. Which, (laughs) zing. The next day, the group sets out on foot. As they decide to make a camp earlier in the evening, Night Eyes warns Fitz that there are three forged ones coming towards them. And just like chaos and mayhem ensue. So Nightis decides to take down one of the forged ones who's a little bit slower. The other two forged ones attack the group and Fitz takes on one of them and the family of minstrels takes on the other. So they got a blind guy and two ladies with sticks. It's like, what the fuck are they going to do? And Fitz is really, (laughs) Fitz is phoning it in. He's scared. He doesn't want to go into fight mode. He's trying to like protect himself by not doing anything. And it's kind of pathetic, and these women can't beat off their forged one. And then finally, he sees Night Eyes get sliced by a forged one's sword. And that's when he finally decides that, yeah, he's going to fight because he's filled with rage. 
he very gruesomely catches his forged one off guard, knocks his jaw up, slams his staff through his like under jaw, neck, throat region and takes them out, which is gross. Then he goes and rescues Night Eyes, where he takes his not sharpened, his flat ass stick and jams it through the back of the forged <laughs> one and into his lungs. God. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so like Crazy berserker mode once again. Yeah. So he takes care of that forged one, rescues Night Eyes, then he goes back to the minstrel family. Oh yeah, he got his sword. The forged one sword. Goes back to the minstrel family. One girl's got a broken arm. The blind dad got conked over the head. And Honey is about to be raped by this crazy rabid beast. And he just goes up behind him, shoves a fucking sword through him and wedges them open it sounded it was really gross this whole chapter was so gross <laughs> well he holds him there and then honey kills him she does the death blow. yeah and then honey does the final blow yeah. she does the death blow to the fucking face and all i could think of was in pan's labyrinth when the guy's face gets beaten in with the bottle oh yep. god uh-huh. i wish i'd never seen that i don't watch scary gruesome stuff and that's why because it traumatizes yeah, me same so um the fighting ends. Fitz realizes after the battle that he doesn't have anybody and he wants that camaraderie and the care that he's used to from his loved ones. To ease his emotions, he tries to skill out and when he's skilling, he encounters Will. Will is back. Back yep. again. And Not Will dead. is fucking ready to go. Like he's been hunting for him and he just turns into a succubus and starts draining Fitz of all of his energy he realizes that he's probably going to die just the same way that King Shrew did. And at the last moment, Night Eyes comes to his rescue again. And um, yeah, he gets Will gets scared off by Night Eyes. And Night Eyes decides that, yeah, they need to go on some murder missions and kill some people. Yeah, because it's not <laughs> just porcupines anymore. Yeah. yeah kill some bitches. Terminator <laughs> Night Eyes has been activated. Uh, Wait, okay. Yeah. So before we talk about that, I want to go all rape? I was really surprised by that, too. So that's where I was going. So we have this kind of, like, we know that there's something going on with Forged Ones that has to do with the wit, right? Because even Night Eyes comments that he can't, like, sense them. There's nothing about them. He can smell them. But we Uh also know that they are attracted to the skill. So... We also know that they, they they retain all the skills that they had as a person. They're just not, they're really like reduced to instinct. And I guess that the statement that's being made is sex is instinctual. I don't know. Oh, huh. I'm just so disappointed. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was weird eating. too. That he... Yeah. Cause like I and always inter- like personally, I interpret these things as like a, a power play, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, not, I, not. I saw yeah. it as like uh, they're they're creatures of desire, right? Like every every want that is most in their mind at that moment, that's what they go after. Yeah. Yeah. I also am a little disturbed by the way that the the rape is juxtaposed with the way that Honey comes on to Fitz because. You know, Fitz responds by saying, well, I'm not ready to, I, I, someone else, you know, left me and I, I'm just not ready to let someone in my heart. Like, it's not like Honey is is saying, well, I'm in love with you. She just wants to bone. So I feel like right. this is like that classic, like, 
slutty girl gets hers kind of thing. Yeah, and it's, it, a it, it's always show. made me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, like a, it's a horror yeah, trope. Yeah, it's the blonde yeah. running through the lawn with a bra on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, other things that I wanted to mention. Oh, oh, I love the how much uh, Josh and his company use the word whoa. <laughs> They're always like, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> whoa! It's like, wait, what? Whoa! 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 whoa. <laughs> I didn't notice that, like, at you all. Didn't? They whoa. say it a lot every time. No. So it's like, whoa. I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, you, whoa yourself. Whoa, um, whoa bro. They just get very excited. They're simple people. I think his name excited. is Josh. So I had enough time to read this section twice, and the second time I read it, uh, read as the audiobook. And the voice he uses here is the same as the voice he uses with Shade. And so when uh, Fitz is explaining that Verity is still alive, uh, Shade goes, Whoa, whoa, whoa! And it's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly the same. <laughs> Didn't catch that. Well, I just like, I love those kind of like weird where it's like, okay, we're going to use like your standard, uh, you know, medieval-ish English, you know, but then people are out there being like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, blimey! So when he recites the song. I'm sorry? <laughs> so... But going back to Fitz skill walking, so he's, we've seen him do this before, but we've never like had a name for it. Correct. correct? Right. So like I, I, I don't know. Well, if he kind of did it through shrewd once. Yeah. He did it through shrewd where he like was shrewd. Through shrewd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. But he um, didn't do it on his own. And I, do, I don't know if you caught this, but the Verity was inside the man who was defending his family. Yes. Oh, no, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I, I didn't think you did from your... That's why he suddenly, like, okay. spurred to life. Yeah, because he was Whoa! already fading, and then Verity sort of... Whoa! Whoa, yeah. Whoa, no, I totally, <laughs> totally completely missed that. Okay. Thanks for sharing, guys. That's why he suddenly knew how to fight. <laughs> okay. I'm like... Yeah. I also like the part where Fitz comments about how Verity still sees himself as this, like... You know, younger, healthy man. Yeah, right. that's how Shrewd yeah. saw himself, too. I know. Which begs the question, how, how does Fitz, Fitz see, himself? see himself? Because the Forged Ones yeah. recognized him. <laughs> so he, maybe he's more <laughs> accurate in his... Ooh. Thank Definitely you. is a Donald Duck type. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We, can we talk about the birch noise? Yes. Go for it. I just like that, that Fitz is like so dumb. <laughs> I know. He's so dumb about all of it. When she was like, I have a man and it's unconditional love and I'm going to go and I have, he's more important. It's like, okay, well, clearly she's prego. <laughs> and now. Well, I also like, like go ahead. that he, he thinks of Molly. And then he's like, why am I getting birch? Right? Uh-oh. <laughs> he's always just like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to skill walk Molly, and then I'm seeing birch. Mm. I'm like, and you don't make this connection at no, all. Oh, he's such a dumb Well, dumb. two things. is One, I think that Fitz is really, really, really good at denying things. Like, 
just denial in general, like not not (laughs) acknowledging the way something is going. Uh, So, like, because it would probably hurt way too much to know that like the woman that left you didn't leave you for anyone (laughs) and that you know your father figure has decided to take care of her because you rejected him you know like but also like birch said that he knew where she was and that she was alive and like it's like come on and then he said that he knew somebody who needed some help and he was going (laughs) to them Mm -hmm. like uh it's annoying uh (laughs) yeah yeah he's dumb but it also, like, I'm happy for Molly that she has someone to help her because, like, she's capable yeah. of all, but, like, yo, there's forged ones I was out a, there, like. Yeah. I was, like, a little annoyed with the idea that Burrich went to her because after that whole conversation with Fitz and he realizes he's been doing things out of obligation and doing things for other people and that he's like, yeah, now I'm going to live for me. But he doesn't really because he goes to take care of this person where, who he clearly has some sense of obligation to care for her mm-hmm. or some obligation to Fitz to care for her, her or both. Oh. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Well, he's, he needs, he's a, a horse that needs a saddle. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, I, I want to go back to, uh, to honey. Yes. So. I, and how much she hates Fitz. How much she um, hates Fitz. I mean, his broke she dick. She hate loves him. And his broke dick. I know. Dick. That was such a, that was such like a low hanging fruit. You got a broke dick. dick. It oh, doesn't work. <laughs> you don't like me, then it doesn't work. <laughs> Not his type, Damn. I guess, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, you know, but also, Fitz shouldn't be afraid of casual sex. It's perfectly healthy. I don't know. He doesn't seem to Does, have that. He like, doesn't need to be pressured relationship. into it. Well, no. <laughs> he really only has these like very fraught relationships with people. I mean, think about it. He's like super codependent with Night Eyes. He has this like he has these two dads that he doesn't really get along with. He has the like ex-wife or whatever and like he doesn't have like friends. He doesn't have casual acquaintances. Like he's he, he He's got a complicated relationship with the fool. Yeah, he has like he yeah. must be exhausting to be around in general. Well it you know maybe Molly would appreciate the fact that he acknowledged their uh marriage sex because he said that she was his, his wife. wife. Right. <laughs> Like, I lost my grandfather, and my wife left me. And they're like, oh, she left you? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't just lose her? Okay. Well, what is it that you do? Oh, I'm a scribe. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, I like when Harper Josh at the end is like, oh, I knew you weren't a scribe. (laughs) Got calluses on your hands and muscles. I'm like, does he still have muscles? I don't know if I believe (laughs) that. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be a little atrophied by this point. He's he's rangy. He's rangy. I did, like, I was, I loved when Honey was like, he left us, he abandoned us to go and kill that guy. And it's like, no, motherfucker, I was actually killing a guy where you think that I was running away. Like, where do you think I got this sword from? And then when he goes to bed, 
Yeah, and when when he go when they're going to bed, Piper's like, "Are you going That's to sleep? Part. Are you going to sleep?" And he's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Well, what do we do?" And it's like, "Well, if Forge ones comes, then Honey can kill him in the order that she." Yeah, fuck you. Spitting is most wise. <laughs> like, I love that part. Sick burn. But he never. He doesn't oh, try man. to defend himself. He just goes up into the woods and drags the guy's body down. Like, th- th- there was yeah. another one. I kind of can't blame him uh, though. It's like, who wants to argue no. with that? Oh, can we talk about the fact that he named himself Cobb? Yeah, I was uh, yeah, actually going to, like, really let's move weird. on to talking about the Coterie, because... Huh? Cobb is in the Coterie, right? He's not a soldier? No. Is he a soldier? No, Cobb was the, was the former stable hand. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I just have told Or not killed Burrish. Tried to kill Burrish and killed Smithy? Yes, yeah. yes. That he killed later? Yeah. Cobb was one of the first people he met at the... Bu- but was Cobb, Cobb was not the first person he killed. No. Well, no. no, he was killing forged ones before that, but... Right, yeah, but, like, I don't... I think he was his he first... He killed the pervy lord before he killed... Uh, the pervy yeah. lord? The pervy lord. <laughs> but the pervy lord was a mission. But I think yeah. Cobb yeah, might have been the... the first person he killed himself, like for himself because he had to. Yeah. Well, I remember that like when he was in in the room, he was like, well, I'm going to yeah. have to kill yeah. you too. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on the list. But Cobb is also the guy that, that attacked yep. Smithy. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And went after Birch. So what, yes. what is the symbolism in him naming himself that? He doesn't know very many people. Right. I think he just couldn't think of any right other names. Before. But it's almost like, is that person occupying your thoughts? Subconscious. Yeah. He could have some guilt. He, like, again, he has a very limited circle. Right. Yeah, he has a very limited <laughs> circle. He doesn't know the fool. What's he going to name himself? Shrewd? Who are you, fool? Sparity? They all just call <laughs> Shrewd. My name is Shrewd. Can we talk it's about Patience being fast. a badass? Yeah. I know. Can we talk about Patience being a badass? Yes, and, like, I love it. Lord Bright Lady and... of Buckkeep is holding it down. Mm-hmm. I like that part. Good times. She's probably sending I... Lacey out there to stab people with her knitting needles. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I liked the part when he was at the, when he was talking to the minstrels and they were, you know, being like, wow, have you been living under mm-hmm. a rock? And he's like, well, kind of. There is a, there, I don't, it's not in this last chapter. I think it's in like the second or third chapter where Fitz has one of his nightmares and he, and he, he dreams of Will like looking for him as if he's fumbling yeah. like, through a blanket. And I'm wondering now is that was real. Yeah. Because Will has oh, been Oh, for sure. Maybe. Yeah. I assumed it was real the first time I read it, like, before I got any further. I was like, uh-oh. He's there. Because I think it I was, was meant say, to be like, ambiguous, but... Go ahead, Jenny. I was just gonna say that I liked when he heard about Patience from uh, the minstrels, and he was all like, oh, Patience, so proud. Mm-hmm. But then he That's like automatically has that figure. very courtly attitude to the minstrels in the in and they're kind of like whoa guys <laughs> they're uh-huh. so confused he's <laughs> like what yeah, he he refers well, to himself a as a lord, lord. yeah <laughs> they're like Which, what have you I ever guess been in a lord? honey's defense she could have she could have interpreted that as flirting 
I like when yeah. they were like, and when were you last to Lord? And he's like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> and he, he even references it, but like, again, he was trained to be somebody whose fast thinking can cover his trails. <laughs> like, that was his, his entire upbringing, <laughs> and now he's in this foreign setting outside of, you know, what he's known, and it's just like, I like that he's just repeatedly mad at himself for not coming up with better lies. <laughs> oh, that sucks. He's like, oh, that one was bad. Oh, no, that one's like, worse. You know what oh, you should God. do, Fitz? Shane would be so disappointed. five minutes at the beginning of every day to come up with some better lies. Just like, what's right? my name today? If someone asks me where I'm from, prepare where, a I little say? bit. Like, yeah. Simple thing. Where am I going and <laughs> where why? Where am I going? Who is this wolf that's I'm going me? to kill Regal. No, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> and where are you going, sir? I'm going to kill Regal. I also liked when he was like, Prince, wait, no, King Regal. Oh, God, that really hurt to say. <laughs> I liked when he was, uh, <laughs> when he cleaned his hair and he, like, put it back in his warrior's tail. And then he was like, no, I can't have it a ponytail because I'm a scrub. I gotta let it hang down. And I'm like, really? It's like, is, are only warriors allowed to wear ponytails? Is that the law of the land? The, uh, that well, scrub actually, hair has got to be like the ugliest well, <laughs> fucking haircut. Yeah. I know. Were they like, cut it back away from their face so that it won't dangle while they're scribing? I'm like, what <laughs> yes. is the look here? <laughs> it's just like receding hairline. Well, I know that you, actually Jenny has asked Robin Hobb about the ponytails. What? Because there was a I wanted to There know was debate wow. as to how it was constructed, where it was, what part of the head is it braided, is it wrapped, is how it long is it? braid. Was this a high pony or just a nice little chignon? What is it? Well, what's the answer? Well, really situation. You know for cosplay purposes. What's the answer. I we didn't really get one. Other than that we found out that he ha- did not have a widow's peak <laughs> and his hair was curly. <laughs> I think, because it's like, is it, cause they talk about like a warrior's club. And to me, that means it's like the kind of ponytail that's folded back and then wrapped. Because like when you, because mm-hmm. when you club a horse's tail, but, that's what you do is it's folded back and then it's wrapped. But we don't have bones in our hair. So I don't know if that's necessarily. But I also think he, it really just talks about him, like, pulling it back into Warrior's Tale, which really just sounds like he's pulling right, it back. Right, but are, are we talking yeah. man bun situation, guy on the train, or are we talking... No. <laughs> I think he's doing, like, a low nape of the like neck. Like a low ponytail. Like a low yeah. ponytail. Yeah, like a woodsman yeah. ponytail. And he, he refers to it, he refers to it being, you know, contained by a leather thong. So why not look in the new illustrated book? Because it's the always down. down. No, on the cover of mine, I think it's in a pony. Hold on. Uh... It is. On on some of the covers, it is in the like, ponytail. But again, this is that Clark Kent thing that you were talking about, Ashley, where it's like, if his hair is down, you can't tell who he is. <laughs> oh, God. And a broken nose. And a white streak. Ah, yeah. oh, yes, the white streak. If he shaved his head, to, to he wouldn't see the white streak anymore. It's in the front. That's true, but he didn't shave his head. He He was just like, I will just wear it down. He got real lazy. I like when Shade was like, the broken nose adds character. And Fitz was like, really? No, but that's the polite thing to say. (laughs) Yeah, that's what what a good friend says, okay? (laughs) Like, oh yeah, it looks great. 
All right, so let's move into our every episode prompts. Friends in high places, character introductions, and exits. I mean, he doesn't really have any highly placed friends. In this no, no, no sisters. Oh, yes, honey. I mean that the uh, innkeeper who gives. Can we talk about that actually? Because it's another mention of the elf bark. Because yep. the yeah, they did like, talk about the elf bark a whole bunch. Hmm, you shouldn't be having all this. I have that in the age. Fitzmisery the Bastard has a moment section, but we can move on to that. Okay. So I, I, I under Fitzmisery the Bastard has a moment. I put brew some fresh elf bark. Fitzmisery is in attendance, so I think we get some more information from someone who isn't Burrich, who we we may feel is <laughs> overprotective. That elf bark is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. It does not seem like a good thing. Okay, okay. Apparently it's given to the slaves in Chalced to keep them strong but sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like Fitz. So it's a downer. It's a it's caffeine with a downer. <laughs> it basically sounds like Fitz's personality at all times. Yeah. So. That, is it? Except or maybe seed. yeah, or maybe Fitz Fitz doesn't have a personality. He's just human elf bark. <laughs> Despite all his oh rage, God. he's still just a wolf in a cage. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Put it on a t-shirt. So I liked your descriptions of the minstrels. Gil- oh right, uh, uh. Where did I put this? Josh's blind honey is a hoe. Piper has broken arm. Is that what I put in character introductions? No, it's in skills. Skills acquired. acquired. I don't know why I put that in skills acquired. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, dreams too loud fits fits a skilling again under skills acquired, and then also I guess I thought they were sidekicks. So he has jo- Josh's blind honey is a hoe. Piper has broken arm. So these are now people he has been saddled with. I like. I I think he I think he actually decides to help them out of his obligation because they are Verity's people. And therefore, yes. right? Yes. Under animal assistance, I put it's dangerous out there. Take night eyes. True, true. I feel like night eyes, like all of Fitz's friends, do too much for him and gets yeah. too little in return. That's accurate. He didn't even <laughs> fix him. He just like went and hugged him while Fitz, while night eyes was yeah. like, "Yes, I was. I have been stabbed." That's all better now. <laughs> like, sorry. Let me kiss. Well, it. night eyes said he could take care of himself. He said, "Help As them." As usual, Fitz's success is, uh, you know, it involves someone else helping him at just the right moment. Was the fool there, and how creepy was he being? No fool, no fool. We didn't talk about the fact that Regal wants that Regal knows about Shade and wants to hang the Pock Man. Oh yeah. Well, that's why he's in the wall. That's the thing. That's why Shade's in the wall. <laughs> uh, the next section is, but did you die? Uh, under this, I put Fitz's pain is more painful than your pain. I think, uh, I wrote that when, when, uh, Honey and, and, and her, and her sister and her father are like talking about the terrible things that have happened to them on the road. And then like Fitz kind of petulantly thinks to himself, yeah, but were you beaten to death? <laughs> and it was just oh like. Oh my God. I was going to say that every time anything comes up, I'm like, yeah, were you beaten to death? Yes. Yeah. I mean, not to not He's to say the title of this category, but did you die? No, <laughs> but did so you, you die? are canceled. Um, <laughs> but it's not to make light of his PTSD, but he is he is in that kind of part of his of his recovery slash dealing with it 
that doesn't really allow him to empathize with other people. Self-pity only brings more of the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next section <laughs> is what made you cry? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so I definitely cried in that second or third chapter when Fitz was breaking away from Birch and Shade. It was brutal. Yeah. He's mean. Yeah, that's what I put. I put I put goodbye my two dads. That was sad. Goodbye my two dads. <laughs> Joey, your section is did fit suck. Uh I said honey yeah, fix so. I mean he's got a broke dick. He doesn't have a broke dick. All he, he doesn't. <laughs> All he had to do, all he had to do, was get in there for a little bit, and he couldn't even do that. Joey, oh my god, Joey! And then Joey. Night Eyes got injured because he sucked. No, yeah. Night Eyes said, "I will take him." Night Eyes got himself still, into that situation, he, and then yeah, and he then he tried to hug it better. Clearly, as we discussed, Night Eyes said, "Go help them." I've got. This. He shouldn't have then listened. He offered him comfort later. Fitz did suck, but not for those reasons. He sucked when he was fucking heinously mean to Burrich and yeah, Shade. Yeah. When he was a puppy man? <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> he was a puppy man. <laughs> Joey's major contributions. <laughs> I'm telling puppy you. Puppy man. <laughs> all these people that tell me they read audiobooks, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> all right. Uh... Hey, hey. Uh, Anything else that you guys want to cover before we head out to spoiler talk? Uh, No. I hope we don't have to wait too much longer to see some more of the characters. I'm wondering how long we're going to be on this Fitz train. Because we got people, everybody's spread out so far away. We got to know more about them. Yeah. Like, what's a question? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) it's the spoilers roll out of your mouth (laughs) i'm glad (laughs) i'm glad that you that you caught yourself there (laughs) there will be other characters eventually Hmm. i won't say who they are just other, other characters. Well, yeah, I it assume could be like honey. there's going to be some characters. So no, it's just Fitz <laughs> the whole time, just by himself. <laughs> he rejects all other human companionship and only talks. And to he his gets an inner tube, and he just rolls novel. down the river like the lazy river. <laughs> That's that old bad. man <laughs> river. Uh, okay, so reminder for next reading section are chapters six through ten. And I'm going to ask my new readers to sign out. All right, you guys. I'm Ashley. You can find me and lots of photos of my new cat on Instagram at Lady Bart- <laughs> <laughs> at Lady Bird Parker. Uh, Joey at PowerKid.exe on Instagram. Also, uh, audiobooks forever. Rachel sucks. Dan, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Rachel, and I suck. Uh, if uh, You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. 
I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Insta. And the audiobooks are actually very good. <laughs> Booyah! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I'm Jenny, and you can find me at JennySleep87 on Twitter and face and Faceless Fairy on Instagram. And I've tried to listen to audiobooks, and I usually yeah, fail. See, so. they suck. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, if you like what we're doing, <laughs> check out the Fire and Lunch podcast for all things A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, and the RTFB podcast for more sci-fi fantasy reading discussions. The latest episode is Gideon the Ninth, which was my favorite book of 2019, so you should check it out. This has been Buckkeep Radio. Find us at Buckkeep Radio on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail.com. Next up is spoiler section. Yes, All right, so. <laughs> Talk about my yeah, yeah. purple. So, welcome <laughs> to the spoiler discussion. Um, first up uh, is the DM that we got via Instagram from Taylor, who says, I love the spoiler section in your last episode, and that was episode nine, saying that whether or not Hob wanted to write an inclusive story, she did. Uh, they go on to talk about the Tawny Man trilogy, confirming that interpretation for them. And I put, you know, parentheses in our notes doc, us two, exclamation point, and how it can be interpreted as commentary on contemporary social views of homosexuality. So thank you, Taylor. We're glad that you're with us on this conversation. And we will definitely get more into it in the Tawny Man trilogy because those details are going to become a lot more overt. But I think Assassin's Quest will give us topics along this interpretation. Case in point... Eyeball emoji at Fitz being extremely uninterested in honey. Also, her name is fucking honey. Honey trap. Honey trap. He ain't interested. Um, but is he not interested because he's all woe is me about Molly and because, you know, Robin Hobb wants Molly to be a thing? Or is it because I think I think part know. I think partly yes he's not interested in her because we're supposed to see him being loyal to Molly in this moment, mm-hmm. but like why is her name Honey? <laughs> why was his name Josh? Right, Honey's name wasn't like Harper, whatever the fuck she did. But why was his name? Like, where does Josh come Josh. from in this world? <laughs> that is an ancient buck name. Josh. Like, Justin is Justin is weird enough, but, like, Josh is, like, even this worse. This is when I'm, like, she's definitely just naming characters after people she knows. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew a guy named Josh who played the harp once. Harper Harp Josh. Harper Josh. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I guess, yes, I could, I could accept that the argument would be that her name is Honey because she's supposed to be tempting him and he's supposed to then show the reader how stalwart and, like, loyal he is to, um, to Molly. But I'm also kind of like, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, th- I mean, he clearly has interest in Molly, whether we like it or not. So, I mean, no, no, Even I'm not he, saying I'm not know. saying that he's repulsed by women. I'm just saying okay. that he is not <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. He doesn't even look at her and think, "Oh, she's comely. She has curvy hips." But I'm not interested. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't even. He's yeah, not he's even not. Tempted. He's not attracted to her at all. Yeah. Yes. 
But what are we saying that that says? I think that says. I guess is what I'm. I, don't, I mean, I think I think that Fitz is I think much more complicated. His sexuality is more complicated than him just being gay. Yeah. I think personally. Well, like, he's. I mean, he's probably bisexual, but I think you know. he's or, or yeah, or or pansexual or or something. But he's. I think he has emotional connections with people and it's the people he has emotional connections with. Yeah. Which is why his relationship with Starling is fairly Mm -hmm. toxic because he feels a lot more than she does. Even if what he feels isn't to his usual level of feeling. So are we calling him like demisexual? Maybe. I I don't want to like, I don't want to label him, but I just, I feel like he is a more complicated being. His sexuality is is an interesting and it's something he doesn't want to examine in himself like examining that part of himself that's definitely true so uncomfortable he doesn't want to think about it doesn't want to well i think that's why he's just like molly i have a connection to molly so i I am molly sexual right now that's he's molly (laughs) yeah that makes that makes sense to me um like i miss human touch speaking of molly Ashley's comment <laughs> that she was disappointed <laughs> that Burrich wasn't doing things for himself. I was cracking up. I was like, <laughs> I was like, mute the mic, mute the mic. <laughs> she also, which is not true, but is later true, where she accidentally slipped up and said, "Making shoes for his child." Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, that's gonna happen." <laughs> yeah. Somebody, I really wanted to be like, you mean he's he's gone off to just uh, he's obligated to help that filly with the with the red coat, <laughs> <laughs> and he's very conspicuously not told her that her husband is still alive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's later. Yeah, but right now well, he yeah, has walked his ass to Molly's tut. <laughs> For several himself. times. There, there's something, like there's might, something in there. He might try to be like, no, no, it's it's fine. I'm helping a lady out. I have a friend. She needs help. Yeah. In the back of his head. I do wonder, like, how how much older is Nettle compared to her brothers? Compared to her brothers? The Not his brother. I think... Like, how long does he wait? That's uh, what I'm saying. Not very fucking long. No, he's not, because I don't, I don't think, because we're talking, we're talking about two different things, right? You're, he's not, there doesn't have to be conception with copulation. Like, maybe Burrich just needed to get going. Well, no, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, but really, like, how much older? Yeah, no, yeah. they're like in it. Remember? But anyway, Fitz has doing that things vision? for himself. Remember Fish? Remember Fitz tries to like skill to them and then it's like, whoa, <laughs> what am I seeing? Yeah, I mean, that, that happens in this book. Yeah, he's he's getting in there. Anyway, anything else for <laughs> spoiler cast? <laughs> <laughs> that was the big one because I was just cracking up when she was going on about that. That it was pretty funny. I had to I had to mute the mic. I just really <laughs> I can't wanted to make a crack. To that. I really wanted to make a I crack. I know. I was just like, mm, I can't say anything. <laughs> I hope one day she listens to these and it's just like, oh god, that might happen. That's it. I'm going to end us because uh, it's a long yeah, one. That's it. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait. All right. Bye. Bye.
Bye.